If you guys love the podcast, you want to get the audible version of my new book, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital, at capitalistbook.com. A user named just Jay on Amazon said this in a review, a four-hour work week for 2019. He goes on to say, I bought this book because I read somewhere that it was like a four-hour work week of 2019, and it absolutely delivered. The book delivered on both big ideas and has specific actionable templates, including unredacted and minimally redacted emails. This book is not chock full of self-promotion or useless platitudes, but is broken down into four key rules explained in solid detail and with specific and often amusing anecdotes. Reading this really got my wheels and my head turning of how to be resourceful, which many say is the ultimate trait of a successful entrepreneur. My favorite of the four rules is blank. You have to go read the review to find out. But guys, thanks for supporting me on the podcast. I hope you go grab the book on Audible today at capitalistbook.com. Ran a big turnaround company that raised about 60 million bucks, you know, a couple years in nothing pre-revenue, nada. She came in, turned around, basically got everyone's investors money back, which was great. Then was at IBM for a bit, saw a big need uh, to, for alignment inside of companies, left IBM in 2014, launched Workboard, today serving over 50 enterprise clients that pay on average 125 grand in first year ACV, doing about 500 grand, 600 grand per month right now in revenue. That's up 3x year over year. Net revenue retention, incredible economics here, 140%. Expansion is really through the roof as they go from leader one to leader two. She's willing to spend up to a dollar to acquire $2.50 in new revenue. They've got a team of 55 folks based between California, India, and other remote locations. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Deidre Pachnod. She's the CEO and co-founder of Workboard, has dedicated has de- decades of experience leading enterprise and startup teams, and is passionate about helping other leaders engage their teams in great achievement. She's founded and led several companies, has twice been recognized by the Smithsonian Institute for Innovation, and has 16 patents. Deidre, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, absolutely. All right. What is Workboard? What do you do and how do you make money? Workboard's a software company that helps other organizations align, measure, and achieve their strategic priorities more quickly, more effectively. Okay, so you're selling these kind of to HR managers' internal team purposes. Actually, not to HR managers, right? And if you think about an enterprise, whether that's a growth company or whether that's a, a huge enterprise like a Microsoft or IBM, the person with the strategic priorities is leading a business unit right? We need to grow this much. We need to enter these markets. We need to drive this uh, top line growth and this bottom line margin and profit, right? And that's not the head of HR. That's the head of the business. Mm -hmm. And that's who we're trying to help drive acceleration for. Interesting. Okay, very good. But all B2B SaaS. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. And I want to get, I want to put this on a timeline and get more of your story. Before we do that though, give me a general sense here. I don't want to go on every customer cohort, but on average, Mm -hmm. what's a customer pay you per month for this? Would you say? Actually, we think of, we do annual contracts. So we sort of think about what their ACV per customer is, and it's it's about 125k. We've got 
really large enterprise like a Sony, Samsung, Microsoft, right, Deutsche Telekom, and we've got a bunch of growth companies, a couple hundred people like Trendkite, Influitive, and others. So sort of in the middle of that zone is about 125K ACV. That's great. And put all this on a timeline for us. When did you launch? We actually launched a company about four years ago and we took a, and we haven't used a ton of money to get here, right? And so it was perfect the product for, I think of it as the individual contributors, right? The people who execute against those strategic priorities and make sure they loved it, they got power, they got value. And then stack on top of that, enable the managers, especially first time, second time managers who aren't really awesome at it, to connect the strategic priorities to the work their team is doing, and then elevate that to strategic priorities going up seven, eight, nine layers in the organization. So we, we walked up for two years on product, people love to use, and then dashboards and alignment executives really, really need to have, and they put those together, right? And so we kind of got to revenue generation in 2016, and we've been growing at a pretty healthy clip since 2016 in the revenue. Okay. And so obviously there are two years there pre-revenue where you're obviously funding, you know, development code, et cetera. I guess you raised early on. How much have you raised to date? Yeah. So we've raised about 12 million. I started the company um, from inside IBM and excuse me, which bought my last company. And which company was that? That company was PSS Systems. I was a turnaround CEO there and I led it for seven years. And Daydre, turnarounds are fun. So you're a wartime CEO, <laughs> huh? You bet. You I bet. love that. I love that. Feel it back to the bone and do over, <laughs> right? That's uh, not easy. Congratulations. Actually, it was through two recessions. It's so not easy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I started in 2003. The company had raised 60 million bucks and had nothing to go to market with. Pre-revenue? And, oh, so pre-revenue. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It had a, 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 Yeah. Anyway, uh, and this is in 2003, right? The heart of uh, depression one or recession yeah. one, gonna get up and over that. Ended up ended up with an exit that was no down round, no recap. Got to value on on that capital. You were raise. able to get everyone their money back out. Yes, I was. Wow, yes, that's was. incredible. Any did any flow down to common holders or no? You didn't. It didn't get that far down the cap table. We got a little down. We okay. got a little. We raised one more round before exit, and um, and we had pretty good uh, pretty good run. Oh, that's we impressive. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, a much bigger run inside IBM, grew the same business a whole lot more, like 10x more. But in the running of that business, I, I, I encountered this problem we solve in deep pain, right? Which mm -hmm. I, when I left to start this company, I was able to go back to my investors in the last company and say, hey, you guys, I got, I got an idea. And so we were able to raise a pretty big seed round in uh, 2014. It's like 2.75. And that took us a couple years, right? It gave us the time to get product right yep. um, and not rush the let's add salespeople right? Yeah. And then find out we don't have the product, right? <laughs> yep. Or the funnel or the metrics or the SDR to account executive ratios or anything yeah. like that, right? Yeah, that's right. Very good. So over the past, I guess, two years since you've been post-revenue, what have you been able to grow your customer base to? How many customers today? So we have about 50 enterprise customers, which I think of it at that kind of scale we just talked about. And we're mm -hmm. growing revenue three, three and a half X a year. So we're really wow. on a kind of a good role. We just uh, raised another round at Series A, the um, fourth quarter of last year, uh, building out the management team, deepening the sales team and so on. So we're, uh, we're adding, if you will, the, the capacity to grow at a faster rate now. That's great. Now, I mean, if I take 50 enterprise folks at the level you just told me, 125,000 you know, ACV, that would put you what, at about 520 grand a month right now on revenue. Is that about accurate? 
In the neighborhood. In yes. the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're, I mean, I just want to give you credit where credit's due. If you're 3Xing year over year, that means just a year ago, you were doing about 175 grand a month. Yeah. No, we're, um, <laughs> it's been a steep <laughs> curve. And in fact, we had huge growth before I raised the Series A. And so it was uh, on like shoestring. We had 50% of our revenue was coming from our install base. And we were, yeah. We were struggling, to be honest, to, as you might say, to eat what we kill, right? Yep. To deliver what we took down, and, uh, and it was a hard stretch. We even got to a point where for every buck we were spending in sales and marketing, we were generating almost five in revenue. And When was that? What year? Last year, just oh, wow. before I raised, right? So for most of 2017, that was a ratio. Um, and that was because our customers were expanding really rapidly, right? We were, the, the land and expand play was working where the expansion would happen within the first quarter, right? And then it would around, around what pricing? Sorry to cut you off. Around what pricing axes? Number of seats, additional features. What'd you upsell? Seats, right? Okay. And so in our case, it's we're going to start with this part of the business unit and get everybody aligned, and then we're going to add this part of the business unit and, and the next part of the business unit. So it's really users, seats, right? To it, so that expansion was drive a ton of our growth and a lot of our efficiency, right? And really helped us figure out two things were important, right? Like what do people buy in the first instance? And then how do they get happy and happier over time, right? We had um, a really thin team to go make that happen. Um, and so when we raised money and could add to the team, it was like, we can kind of breathe now for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was yep. all over again, right? Yeah. Well, one in, one dollar. I mean, so basically what I heard you say is your dollar-based CAC was basically 20 cents, you spend 20 cents to get a dollar of new ARR for all last year. Are you now these channels when they're highly profitable, the question is diminishing returns over time. Can you keep spending money in the channel? So have you been able to hold that ratio? We we're actually not trying to hold quite that aggressive a ratio, right? Yeah. We're, so we really want to spend a buck and earn two. Yep. Right. That's still pretty good. Uh, yeah. That's still, I think an aggressive thing. So the, the channel, the opportunity for, for workboard, right. As you think about, who needs to be aligned on the strategic priorities of a company and executing against them? Well, everybody who works here, mm -hmm. right? If you're not contributing to strategic priorities, get off payroll. Yeah. Right. It should be the whole team. It, and for us, it's the whole business unit. It's the whole company. Right. Yep. And so our, the total addressable market for us is enormous. Yep. Right. And so the, yeah. So yes, there is sort of infinite opportunity, like where you think about a sales force, it can monetize and, and solve problems for users in sales, in marketing and in services, yep. but not for dev and not for finance and not for legal and not for service, right? It, it, for uh, tech sup. In our case, it's a big footprint. So deepening our, our existing customer base, going farther and wider and deeper into those large enterprises and acquiring new customers is is a long run for yes. us, right? Deidre, you told me you're driving expansion in the first couple months. Mm -hmm. Extrapolate over the first year. If your first year ACV is 125, what's your typical first year expansion? So the first year, the average ACV is is sort of where we end up at the end of that first year, right? So our, our first bite might be, for here's a typical one from this quarter, 50K first deal in July, 200K ad in September. Okay. Got it. So that would be 400% kind of yeah. expansion in the yeah. account. Uh, yeah. I imagine you have net revenue retention then way over 100%. Yep. I sure do. That's Are you right. maybe over 250 or 300%? It probably comes out somewhere like 140. Yeah. Right. 
and it's yeah probably comes out around some 140 some of our large enterprise customers lay off as many people as they ah, got it okay so right? that's what i was going to ask you the other the other layer to that net revenue retention onion is what gross revenue churn is under the expansion yes so, so what is that revenue churn typically annually so we don't have logo churn we yeah. do have gross revenue churn and those that comes from two places literally layoffs are a real thing right yeah. for companies like ibm for example which is a customer uh and the gm loses his job yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. And those are the two biggies. And so part of our expansion mission, part of our learning in uh, 2016 really was if we, the exposure to you lose the leader, the exposure to that is high. And so part of our, we're going to drive a path where we expand within the first quarter. Multiple leaders. Exactly. (laughs) Within Q1, within Q1, you've got leader two and in Q2, you've got leader three, right? And so on. Well, it's tricky for your salesperson because they're thinking, I don't want leader one that I closed to feel like I'm going around them. But really it's your only insurance policy is to have a leader two and a leader three as an internal champion. Yeah, we, for sure. And so what we, there's this um, peak of euphoria for leader one is on day 21. Why? We have a really, really cool onboarding approach. Really cool. Like that leader got value beyond their expectation on day 21. Deidre, you're teasing me. What is it? What's (laughs) what's the magic there? So part of, they they buy Workboard because they want higher alignment on the strategic priorities. They want faster results. And we, our onboarding process isn't to say, here's the tool. It's actually facilitating the alignment itself the substantive alignment and capturing that in the tool. Mm-hmm. And so the, that's a whole like skill and process and way of thinking that companies don't have a lot of skill at. They're not very good at it, right? Mm-hmm. So we bring in a team of coaches that in a week or two, coach teams to real alignment on real results, not tasks and activities, right? And to-do lists, but on outcomes. Will they pay that, for that as an onboarding fee? They they will absolutely That's pay great. for that on onboarding fee, right? So we have that as a whole other revenue stream. Some will pay for it as an annualized managed service. That's great. So, I mean, right? this, this means that you should then, I don't know what your CAC is, but I imagine that professional service upfront setup fee probably recovers most of your CAC, right? It does. And it drives that attach rate to leader number two, number three, and number four. Because yeah. when you get the first leader to euphoria on day 21, he wants to tell all his peers how smart he is and how he got that smart. And yep. he becomes an advocate like crazy, right? And so he's not, you're not going around him. Yep. You're helping him actually demonstrate how smart he's been in leading his organization forward. So what are you spending to land that $50,000 kind of first leader? Mm-hmm. Our, uh, our sales cycle right now, it's a huge amount of inbound, right? Huge inbound. Um, sales cycle is about 60 days, super short, right? So the, the cost to acquire through our network, we have, Probably 25% of our uh, opportunities are word of mouth, right? And about 45% of our revenue is install base. So the cost to acquire a customer first is moving all over the place right now as I add sales and marketing team to the mix. So it's wildly variable, but it's pretty lean and efficient. So back to the, right now I'm still at one to about 250, uh, one buck to 250 in revenue. Yep. And I'm trying to bring that down. I'm trying to spend more on sales and marketing. That, that means if you're going to land a $50,000 ACV, divide that by $2.50. So you're spending, call it eight, you know, 18, 19 bucks, right? Or sorry, sorry, 18,000 or 19,000 bucks to get a $50,000 ACV account. And it pro- yeah, all Something in. like that. All so in. Fully right. weighted, fully weighted. Yeah. Yep, hedge Which, everything. Yeah, and you probably, 
even out, you know, you could usually your payback period, you would then take that 17 or 18 grand divided into first year ACV, but you actually probably get paid back pretty instantly if they're paying that onboarding fee up front. That's right. So because my ACV number didn't include my services number. Exactly. And they're paying the service up front and the software, annual software up front as well. That's great. What's the team size today? We're about 55 people. And where's everyone based? Most of the sales and cust- or marketing and customer success team, um, CTO and uh, support are in Redwood City. Field sales guys are across the U.S. We have dev and some customer success in India. We have large customers in India as well. Yeah, very cool. Um, talk to me about, so, so last time you raised, I think you said it was Q4 last year. Uh, you're now hitting this growth trajectory. I mean, the usual pattern you see is kind of a raise every year as you scale through the three, three, you know, three X, three X, two X, two X, two X. So, I mean, are you any plans to raise right now or in the next six months? Yeah. So we'll, we raised in um, October. We, um, I'm a, I'm a pretty conservative uh, not first time or <laughs> don't yeah. spend it because you have it, spend it because it's smart person. So we probably won't raise until or even start the process until next April or May. Oh, very good. Um, and there are a bunch of things I want to have in place and perfected and kind of really teed up um, as we go into that. Um, and of course, I want to push it out as long as I rationally can. Yep. If a, if a company like a McKinsey comes to you, Someone that, you know, is hired to drive performance, right? And they say, listen, you're doing 500 grand. Let's say you're doing 8 million, 9 million, 10 million bucks a year right now. Let's say they offer you 10X at 100 million. Do you sell the company today or no? Not today. Not even for 10X? So it's not the multiple really, right? Because it's a multiple of what? If you sort of look at where you are and you look look at where you are in revenue now, look at what you believe to be the potential revenue in one year, in four years, Right. And it's somewhere between the one and the four year horizon. Don't look beyond that. Don't fool yourself, right? Yeah. But in that one or four year horizon, you think, well, where do I think revenue is going to be then? What, what, you know, if the world implodes, where do I think it will be, right? And then what's that 10x multiple look like? Yep. And where do you think you'll be in a year? Good question. <laughs> Don't know the answer. Don't know. It's so much about like, does the sales force I've just seeded, do they hit it out of the park? Does it take them one quarter to do that? Does it take them two? There's yep. so much variability, which is why I'm going to figure that out and then do the raise, right? Do you As have the economics yet, the pro forma for a new salesperson? Is it a six month ramp for three month ramp? What's it take them to hit, get to quota? Right now we're looking at four months. My, bad. yeah, my VP of sales, um, crushed it and hit Q1. Like he'd carried a bag and like, I'm going to understand how to do this. I'm going to be the best sales <laughs> guy, right? So I can hire and coach the best sales guy. He's an experienced guy too, right? He had a, his first quarter, he nailed it, right? Yeah. But we're still working on, like, if you can do that with one guy, doesn't mean you can do it with four or eight. Yep. That's and is your ratio in terms of quota, you know, target relative to what your base comp is? Is it, you know, the typical kind of five, six X's? So your quota is probably one, two million in new, in new bookings per year? That's right, right? Yeah. We, have, we try and keep a ratio of what, we, what that person costs is what they generate in revenue and so on, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully a multiple of what they cost yeah, is what totally, they generate. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, Deidre. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the tried and true, the hard thing about hard things. That's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Satya Nadella. No, Microsoft, good one. Number two, or number three, is there a, uh, a favorite online tool you have for growing your business? Workboard, of course. And after your own? Mm, growing my business. Good question. God, there's so many tools. I don't have a number two. Like my, my plan, my goals, my targets, and what I need to do to get there and work for it. Like that's the juice for me. <laughs> okay. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <laughs> I'm trying to clear six. 
Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, got kiddos running around? I'm married and I have a daughter. Like young out of the, or out of the house? She is a director of business ops at an e-commerce startup in New York. Oh, very Surprise. cool. That's great. And uh, Deidre, do you mind me asking about how old you are? I'm in my 50s. Very cool. Last question. Take us back to your 20-year-old self. What do you wish that she knew? Interestingly, in my, in my 50s, I think that the question can go both ways, right? So I was in my first uh, startup uh, when I was 24. I like, made my first business pitch to another company, and they ended up writing us a $10 million check. Uh, this was like way pre-startup. To, to, to buy you or to invest? to uh, buy rights to a particular channel in the market that we, and so we would drive the marketing. They would take a particular, they would take mass distribution. We'd take specialty. Uh, and so my first startup experience was like wild and crazy and super early in my life. And it was absolutely fearless, right? I, I didn't even think of things. There was no boundary, right? Like yeah. whatever, of course we can do it. Yeah, we can climb it. Yeah, for sure we can jump that. And I almost think the note goes the other way, right? In your 40s, like you want to tell your 20 year old self stuff. In your 50s, you need to go back and say, what does my 20 something self need to tell me today? Right? And what the 20 something calls me up and says is, go fearless, man, go fearless. <laughs> you have more to protect now, right? You do. Yeah. You do, I right? feel you. I mean, I can't tell you that I know what that is like, but I could kind of put myself in your shoes and understand exactly why you think that. So be fearless, guys. Be fearless. There you mm-hmm. have it from Daydre. Ran a big turnaround. Company that raised about 60 million bucks, you know, a couple years in, nothing. Pre-revenue, nada. She came in, turned around, basically got everyone's investors' money back, which was great. Then was at IBM for a bit, saw a big need uh, to, for alignment inside of companies. Left IBM and in 2014, launched Workboard. Today, serving over 50 enterprise clients that pay on average 125 grand in first year ACV doing about 500 grand, 600 grand per month right now in revenue. That's up three X year over year, net revenue retention, incredible economics here, 140%. Expansion is really through the roof as they go from leader one to leader two. She's willing to spend up to a dollar to acquire uh, new, you know, $2.50 in new revenue. They've got a team of 55 folks based between California, India, and other remote locations. Deidre, thanks for taking us to the top. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thanks.